Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Welcome to Working Interferences with Lance and Holly, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Lance and Holly. How you feeling? We're still here. How you feeling, Doc? <laughs> we've been on a, jet, we've just had a whirlwind. Yeah, we jet lag. I think I'm bad. I'm, it's it's been a week since we've been since we international um, on a trip that you didn't want to do. I didn't. You're, <laughs> that is correct. And what have we learned? It's like going to the gym when you don't want to go to the gym, and you end up you're going. Always glad you're, you went. Oh my god, that was the best! I, I why don't I not want to go to the gym? It feels so good. Speaking of, uh, I was going to go to the gym today. I, we are going to the gym today as soon as we're done here because <laughs> we're out of shape. So, and um, and how did I know this? Because of my trip. Oh my god! <laughs> so we went to IDS, the International by, Dental Show, by way of Zermont. 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 No end. What'd I say? Zermont. Oh, Zermont. Yeah. So, um, that was, and so a year ago, what, what did we do a year ago? We were in Menton. We discovered our new favorite place that we're going to buy property there because and my live God, there it's forever so and gorgeous. be a coffee maker. I, I, I just want to be a barista in Menton, France. Yep. I'm Fuck all this teeth shit and everything <laughs> Fucking, else. Yeah. I just need to make a thousand dollars a month and I'm just going to be done. So we discovered this. It was a, I call it a Bob Ross moment. We, we fell upon Menton because my other hotel fell through and it yeah. ends up being the best mistake ever. We were down there for the facial uh, aesthetics. Convi- it was a convention in, in um, Monaco. World facial convention. Mm-hmm. Facial. I don't know if I can know. And so last year we're like, oh, this was great. This is the best way to spend a birthday is come to France. Yeah. And so, so we didn't go to France. We didn't. Yes, we did. <laughs> oh, that's true. We did. On the way, so we we ended up um, we had some miles to burn or whatever. So we were coming up with a trip, and I said, you know, the IDS is next March, just right around when my birthday is. Uh, why don't we do a little bit extra time? And I, I, I've had a bucket list so after Dad passing. I've got you know I better do things while I can because even. I don't know if five years from now will I physically be able to ski in the Alps. Right. So I'm like, fuck it. We're going to go to Zermatt. I want to see the Matterhorn because I'm a big fan of Disneyland. And so I'm going to go see the real Matterhorn and then go to IDS in in Cologne, Germany. So those that don't know, the IDS, the International Dental Show, is every other odd year in Cologne, Germany. And it is the largest. Isn't it the largest one in the world? I believe it is. It's huge. It is so huge. They have 11 buildings. But we're going to stop and go back to our flight into okay. Zurich. So we... Lance and I are actually pretty resourceful travelers. And I always take a carry-on bag onto my plane. I used to say always. And this time I thought, you know he what? He threw it Fuck up there it. and I was like, what are you doing? You're checking that too? I'm like, yeah. And I was like, all right, I'm not, I'm keeping mine. So, the problem was, so we did Seattle to London, London to Zurich. And from Zurich, I had to rent a car. And I was looking at alternatives, maybe just take a train from Zurich to Zermatt. And and it didn't dawn on me until like three days before we went that you were confusing Zurich and Zermatt 
And I'm like, oh, they do actually kind of rhyme because they both start with a Z. And you kept saying, why are we going to Zurich? The weather's going to suck the entire time we're in Zurich. And I'm like, we're going to be in Zurich for about 45 minutes. Which we're, we weren't. It was a little longer. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I said, no, we're going to be going to Zermatt. And you're like, what? Then you kind of Google it and you're like, oh, that's not going to be so bad. Cause, but it's cold. I'm like, well, it's a mountain. We're going skiing. Rhyme's going skiing. It's a good thing I have a coat from when <laughs> I went to the Chicago midwinter last year. Yeah, that was... Um, Fun fact, I actually didn't have it. <laughs> <laughs> so we... Okay, so we fly into London. London. And if and, you've ever been to the London Heathrow Airport, it is a shit storm. That place sucks. It is... The way that they have it set up is the most unorganized chaos I've ever seen in my life. Terminal 5 is their international thing. But the problem is you've got to do TSA again. Yeah, you have to go through passport recognition. Then you have to go through TSA all over again. You can't just go to your your gate you gotta, that you're transferring to. They have to even, x-ray your shit again. But everybody... So our flight came in about an hour later than it was supposed to. But so did everybody else's. And our connection was going to be delayed by an hour. And so it was like, oh, we're going to... So when you, when you go, get off the plane and you walk, you then scan to go into the next area. And ours flagged, or at least mine flagged, saying, oh, you have to go to the, the, the person. Well, I, so I asked the person that was standing there, wait, where do I have to go? And they're like, oh, over there. Kind of pointing just in a general direction. It was like fucking money. I farted in your general direction. <laughs> so I go towards this, this long-ass line, and I'm getting grumpy that I'm like, we have to stand here. Finally, we're standing in line for a bit. I'm like, maybe this isn't the line, because this doesn't make any sense. If we're going to try to connect, we have a very short, short amount window. of time to get there. This is We will have missed the flight by the time we get up to the person. So then I walk all the way over to the area where you scan the passports, and I realize just off to the side of where we were, is all I had to do. I'll be not getting this big yeah. ass line. So then I'm texting you, come on. And then you don't respond. And so I walk back to find you because it's, you know, don't a signal and it's just, a, it's a mess. And, and there's 9 million people trying to do the exact same thing we are. And had we not had to flag, we, if we would have just been able to get through, we would have still been able to make our connection. But that, this whole de- delay we stayed in that. We would have stood in that TSA line, and it was like three hundred yeah. people deep. It was so the most we're, ridiculous we're zigzagging thing. through these little ropes, and then there's other people that are trying to cut you off. So I start walking. I'm, I'm boxing out every single time we, we we zig and zag. I'm boxing this asshole out of the way because because I'm why why are you more important than me? So and and I'm, I'm missing my connection too. So fuck you. So we get all the way to the front and we tell the woman, hey, we're, our, our plane is land, loading right now. And she's like, well, everybody else is in a hurry too. I'm like, our, they're loading right now. Yeah. So she says, okay, well, here. And she so, was really nice. And she was nice like, about it. Let me see it. what I can do. And so she's like, do you mind if these people cut in front? And I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm not a total dick. And so I these am. people, you are. But they let us go. And then, of course, they flag everything in my bag. Yeah. So we had to take everything out and re- London, x-ray it again. And they think that my lip gloss is going to stop the plane. Well, you didn't have flying. it in a Ziploc bag. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And so we're literally, Lance and I, these 50-year-old Americans are running through Terminal We're five. doing the O.J. Simpson. And I don't mean the murder. I just mean I'm running through the Hertz commercial. Oh, when my he's- God. And we're running. And we can see our plane is still there. Yeah. All of the workers have left. There's, there's nobody to even say anything. It was like, suck it, bitch. 
So then I'm like, I see someone wearing a, a, a British Air uh, uniform, and I say, excuse me, and he's like, I, I, I don't work here. I'm like, you're wearing a fucking uniform. You do work here. And he's like, oh, I'm with that. I'm like, well, fuck. So you can't help somebody from a different terminal, you yeah. piece of shit? Yeah. So, so first of all, I hate British Airway. Yeah. I'm, Second of all, I hate London Heathrow. Those mm-hmm. two can suck ass for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And so we stand there and we watch our plane leave. Yeah. And then we go to um, British Airway along with the other 9 million people that missed their flight. And we're standing in line. So you were texting the... the- I started texting Alaska Airline because that's how I got the tickets was through Alaska. Yeah. And I actually have status with Alaska and... You know, we're standing in this line and it is not going anywhere. And I'm talking to the girl. She goes, oh, you're going to have to talk to British Airway. I'm like, I'm fucking standing in line for British Airway, but there's 9 million people here. So I need you to actually help me. And she's like, well, they're going to have to rebook you. I'm like, is there somebody else there that actually knows how to do their job? Because I know you can rebook me. And finally she goes, well, there's a flight tomorrow. And I go, and there's two more flights today. And I need to be on one of them. Mm Mm-hmm. And she was like, um, I actually have a coworker that's working on it for you. I'm like, okay. So we're standing in line and about the time we actually reach the counter, she goes, I've got you rebooked on the last flight out today. And I was like, okay, great. So we get up to the counter and I'm like, it looks like we have tickets to be on the last flight out. Can you double check? And she goes, you're on standby. And I'm like, what? And I said, I need to not be on standby. And she was like, give me a second. She was super nice. She was like super nice. The girl from British Airway. I'm, I was like, you deserve a raise because this fucking company is a shitstorm." <laughs> and she finally gets us on. And so we're like, let's just go get some food and get a drink. We got a while now that we have to wait. We have like five hours that we have to wait. And, and, and similar to the trains in Spain, they don't tell you what gate to go get on and, until like 45 minutes before, right, right about the time to start boarding yeah. is when they tell you where to go. Yeah. We're like, we just need to stay neutral. So. Well, there's an A, B, and C. So some of it, you need to take a train to get to it. So as soon as they say, oh yeah, you're at C51. You see all these people mad Running rush. to get on the train to yeah. get them. It, this is stupid. At least in America, they, they, they'll tell you A47. It may still change, but you can at least go to A47. It might change to A27, yeah. but you're... you're Going to be in the you're, right you're ballpark. You don't need to be taking a train at that point. So, um, so finally, that got delayed. That got delayed. Finally, we get on this flight. It's now like 8.30 at night. We were supposed to actually have landed in Zurich at like 3.30. Yeah, I was supposed to do my four-hour drive at 3.30 and arrive at about maybe 8 o'clock, 8.30, yeah. 9 if I so grab a So now it's 8.30, and we're flying to Zurich, and we land in Zurich, and I'm standing there at the baggage, baggage claim, and I'm like, our bags aren't here. And you're like, well, maybe they are. I'm like, no, you need to go stand in that line over there f- for the lost luggage, because there was already a line there. And I'm like, I'll stand here. If I get the luggage, I'll text you. And he's like, okay. So he's standing over there. And I'm standing there, and there's literally no more luggage coming. I'm yeah, like, at this point, it's pretty empty. This, this place is lonely. No, it's like the entire airport is shut down. We were the last flight coming in. Everything is closed. And the only person that's left there is the lost luggage guy. Yeah. So then he's 
he, he scans my little ticket and he goes, oh yeah, your, your luggage is still in London. <laughs> so I'm like, well, so fuck. We're in Zurich on our way to Zermatt and we have no winter clothes. I'm just going to let that rest for just one second. And it's Holly. It's cold. <laughs> so, We're in Switzerland. So we get to the car place. And I was like, please, for the love of God, this better be an automatic. Stick, an automatic. <laughs> and he looks at me and I go, if it's a stick, I might kill everybody in this airport that's left. And he was like, um, I have one. Yeah. I'm like, okay, good. You're the best part of my entire day. Yeah. He seemed really grateful for the compliments we gave him. He, he was, he was smiling. And then the guy, when I was with the luggage, he says, oh, well, you know, it'll be on the next flight so you can come pick it up. I'm like, I'm supposed to go to Zermatt. He says, oh, we'll just deliver it. I'm like, I'm no, I said Zermatt. So it's a four hour drive. Yeah, we'll deliver it. I'm like, okay. He says, but because it's to be delivered, that adds a day. I'm like, okay, well, I'm sitting there thinking it's Thursday. So, okay, fine. Friday. And then I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, oh no, it's Friday. <laughs> it's now Friday. We're now on so Friday. I'm going to, at best, I'm going to get it Saturday. Fuck. No, it was actually Thursday night. Well, it's Thursday night, but I mean, it, but the timing of everything being closed, it, nothing's going to happen until yeah. starting on Friday, which yeah. means at a day, it's Saturday. Yeah. Fuck. And so we get to, we get in the car. We get everything programmed so that we can go. It has to, a GPS that was actually pretty well. Of course, we had to, it took us a while to figure out how to change it to English. Yeah, because that, that was sucked. the whole thing. But we were getting in the car. And we're like, okay, it's going to be four hours. We need to just plug it in and go. We got to get on the car train. Well, we don't know about that. I know, but that's what we knew we had to get on the car train. No, we just knew we had to get on the fucking road and drive. Oh, okay. So finally, we get closer and they're like, just so you know, you're on a timed road. And I was like, what the fuck is a timed road? Well, so then I'm driving along, I'm zigzagging, finally get off the interstate, and I'm on this windy road, and all of a sudden, I, I, the road all of a sudden has these signs for do not enter, you know, the one, Stop. one you know, the, the red circle with the white stripe and the yep. horizontal line in the middle. I'm like, what, how did I get off the road? <laughs> I was on the road. This is the road, right? Okay, mind you, it's probably one thirty or 2 yeah. o'clock in the morning now. Yeah. And we're a little bit trunky. I'm tired. tired. I've been driving we're for a hungry. couple hours. It's been three So and a I half back it up, hours. hoping that there's nobody behind me. And of course, who at two in the morning would be. Okay, nobody is even alive exactly. in Switzerland. So I'm, I'm backing up, trying to figure out how I missed my turn. So then I start to drive around. And I'm like, I didn't miss a turn. No, I'm like, I think it's close. So then I look at it, and I'm reading it. And I'm like, I Google. Wait, Clint had mentioned that the, the on our drive that will probably be on that that tunnel where you can't drive the tunnel. You have to get on a train, and they drive the train through the tunnel. This is that place. So I look it up. We had missed the last train like by 25, 25 minutes. minutes. I'm like, and well, I'm like, shit. I'm like, okay. So do we just sleep in the car for the rest of the night, and or like, do we? What what time is it? It open. And yeah, five thirty, like five thirty or six o'clock was the first one. I'm like, so it's basically another four and a half hours that. So I program it. I'm like, that's how long it'll take me to just drive it. So let's just drive it. So we start driving, and I get past Bern, and I'm like, I'm tired. So we pull over and we sleep in the car for like forty minutes. There's a massive thunderstorm. Oh, this is torrential downpour rain, and then. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, we need to get up. I'm waiting for some axe murderer to kill us yeah. on the side of the road in so Switzerland. And what happens is that when you turn your car off to sleep, 
the heater's been on while you've been driving. Well, you're not, the heater's not on. So finally it starts getting cold. So cold. Oh, I'm like, that wakes you up. You're like, I and might as well start. we don't have any coats. Yeah. Yeah, um, we're yeah. At, we're at, we don't have any of our stuff. I have my carry on, which had a couple pairs of leggings and a couple t shirts, and a, a pair of underwear. Yeah, and at least I was wearing a coat. My you had your co- had your my, coat coat. I only yeah. had a little coat. And so after about forty minutes, I got cold enough that I started we driving just started again. Driving again. And so I'm driving. We the route was. Uh, through Montro, if you if you're familiar with Lake Geneva, basically we had get to, go to Montro all the way around the mountain, right? Montro, and then up through Sion, and then up to get to Tosh to 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 go to Zermatt. Uh, Clint is watching our pro- progress, and so she's I, in hindsight, I found the text later, but I didn't see him while I was driving. He's like, "Oh, you're in Montro. It's really pretty, and this and that. Oh, see on that, you should look at this." So it's all it's the middle of night. And can't see shit. I can't see anything. So I, I text him. I said, so I'm sure, is it a, kind of a pretty drive? He says, oh, during the day, it's gorgeous. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. Huh? Well, I missed it all. It's all black. It's literally. You see streetlights. It's, uh, it, yeah, I saw nothing. So we finally get to Tosh. Tosh. And we, at six in the morning. And we had to catch the. So Zermatt like, doesn't have, you can't drive your car to Zermatt. Right. It's, it's car free, but they have cabs. It's a walking city with electric cabs, and but you had to take this kind of like if you've ever been on the monorail in Washington at the Seattle Center, they kind of like have a monorail that goes about two miles in to the city and drops everybody off. Mm-hmm. So we hop on that. And There's no stops. It's just uh, it's two terminal yep. terminus. It's Tosh right. and then Zermatt. Zermatt to Tosh. Point A to point B and mm-hmm. return. And so we get off the this little tram. And we have to walk to where our hotel key pickup is. So we're walking. Mind you, I have my one roller bag and it's all cobblestone. So I sound like a bulldozer coming through this town because it's so quiet. Yeah, this, this, it's, it's totally dead. It's super <laughs> cold. The tires, my little wheels, I'm, they're slamming against the It hadn't snowed in a while. So there wasn't like, you had, we're no trying to sto- go. There's nothing. Yeah. And so, finally, and I take the wrong turn. So we're in some alley. And I'm like, I don't think this is where the key is. And you're, you're about ready to kill me. You haven't said anything, but I could tell you wanted to kill me. So I'm like, wait, no. I was I using my tools turn. in my toolbox from my therapist. So I, oh, wait, now I had to turn left, not right. So we finally get to where the, the place with the key is. And it, it gave me a code and it spits out the thing. And so I'm reading it. Now, it gave me, it was like a Goonies treasure map. <laughs> it's, they just said, okay, now walk across the bridge. When you're about the bridge, now turn right. When you get to the Firefly Inn, turn left. When you crest the hill, then you're going to turn right. It just gave you landmarks, and but it doesn't tell you distance. I have no idea how far it is. It took us over an hour, and it was straight up the fucking mountain. This was so bad. Literally, I... There was twice that I quit. <laughs> and these fucking cabs kept driving past us. But that was the thing is we knew nothing about these cabs. We I didn't had even, no idea. We didn't know where they came from. We didn't know how to flag them. We didn't know. As they're driving and, by, were they, is there somebody in there? Should I say pull over and let me, the, the people should have said, this is too far to walk, get a cab. But if you're going to walk, this is what you do. Yeah. They left that part out and they just said, go to the Firefly Inn and turn you, left. Sir. I hope you don't die. So we finally get to the fucking place. It takes us over an hour. It's still, and then I'm like, wait, this the this is not. I'm like, this is like a burnt out cabin. 
It looks like an outhouse, like a, a double wide outhouse. <laughs> and I'm like, we're number 14. Well, we get to find number 14, but there's a big stroller in front of it. And somebody skis and yeah. all their shit, I'm like, their boots. And it like, can't be this one. Maybe it's this door. I don't know which door it is. So then we were walking around and around and the, the piece of paper did have a picture of of the place you're supposed to be at. And I'm like, that looks like it. See, there's the fireplace and there's the, the chimney and here's the bricks. And so this is the building. And Lance was like, maybe I should just get a room at the firefly. And I'm yeah. like, I am too fucking tired to walk I've back been up 30 hours. And I just walked up a fucking mountain. I need to go to sleep now. Yeah. So I try the key. I'm like, well, if there's someone in here, they're going to be <laughs> freaking, out. freaking out. So the, the key worked and I opened it up. And the place was empty. And it looked like if you've ever watched where somebody had, what was the movie with the, um, where he comes out of his little house that was underground, his bomb shelter and, um, Oh, Blast from the Past with Brendan Fraser. Yes. It was a hundred percent. One of those places. I was like, this is like a kill room for somebody who's trying to relive 1950. It was a little bit sketchy. Yeah, but place I, was old. And oh my god, it was clean. It was clean. That's but fine. It, it literally looked like your grandparents' RV from 1950. Yeah, it was about that size too. So we plop down, and I'm immediately googling a, a hotel alternative. <laughs> and you're like, "Well, just I'm like, look." And then I, we start laughing hysterically. Yeah, <laughs> we're laying there. I'm like, "This is the most asinine thing ever." Yeah, I'm like, so finally, and, it's 8 a.m. We're, and so we just go to sleep. We fall asleep for a couple hours and then we get up and we're like, let's just go into town. And we had, we like kind of geared ourselves up to go into town and walk down that fucking hill again. Cause we still at this point don't know anything about the bus or the taxis. And fun fact, there was a bus and it's free. Yeah. Um, so we walked to where the bus stop was and, and that I, woman from I, Chicago yeah, told us. Yeah, I met us. a woman from Chicago and she gave me the whole lowdown on everything. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. So we had a free bus down into town. Worked out fine. But now I'm, I, we better start buying. Uh, well, because the whole entire reason was so that you could ski and check it off your bucket list. I was like, well, you're fucking skiing. Yeah. I've had to go through all this goddamn shit. You're going to ski. And you bought for Christmas, you bought me a ski outfit. I know. That was uh, from the- Tipsy Elves. So it looked like a retro 1980s. It looked like I, sh- I was from uh, Better Off Dead. Yeah. I'm going to ski the K-12. <laughs> yeah. And so it was in the luggage. It was in my luggage. But- so, and someone told us that, hey, if they fucked you up like this, you buy what you need and keep your receipts and then they'll reimburse you. If anybody knows how to file that, let me know because we still don't know how to file yeah, that. Yeah, we we're, we're going to be working on that. But... So we start the process. We're walking through town and, and we're buying a couple things. So we had the breakfast at that first. The first breakfast we had, very, very good. Oh, uh, everything that we ate we, on the entire trip was amazing. The hash brown thing that you had. What the, ro- the roasty? Roasty. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. So you had roasty and I had some sort of stewish soup Yeah, which was thing. really good too. I don't so know good. what it's called. I took a picture of the menu though yeah. so I can look it up. So we kind of make our way through town and we start uh, deciding, okay, we're going to get a coat. We're going to... Got to get pants. Got to get gloves. Got to get... Because I don't think I finished buying the... I thought bought the pants the next day though, right? Yeah. So we had bought the coat because I was cold at so, that point. Yeah. We're on and Friday. So this is Friday. And then it starts to kind of snow a little bit. It started so, snowing when we were at dinner. Right. Dinner is when you you got the table while I was doing something. Yeah, I don't know what you're doing. 
But we went to fondue and it was amazing. Yeah, fondue in Switzerland seems like the right thing to do. Oh, and we had gone to the the wine bar and met the oh, yeah. guy from Germany that uh, had the little wine wine yeah, place. And fun fact: most uh, almost all of the wines from Switzerland never leave Switzerland. Yeah, you cannot buy them here. They won't. They won't sell them uh, to us. Ship. Yeah. So we can't even buy and have them shipped. That's just no. They're for sale here. Yep. Drink it here. So it was. So we spent some time in the wine bar, and that was really fun. And then we went to fondue. He lo- loaned us some glasses, and a, <laughs> he, he a, borrowed us some glasses. Yeah. I'll borrow you these glasses. And uh, but we said, can we just leave these here and get them later because we don't want to walk around town with all these? Yeah. He's like, sure. So, so we got the we had fondue, and then we came out, and it was fucking like blizzard it was dumping snow and, and we we're like what because it hadn't snowed i remember getting made fun of tom hadley said yeah why are you going to zermatt they haven't snowed there there is no snow it's yeah. a waste of time and, and so it's snowing. we get a cab we get a cab uh-huh. we, we learned to get the we cabs. learned to get the cab <laughs> and the cab took us up to our room and the next the next morning we wake up and there's like it'd been oh, snowing the whole time oh, blizzard snowing like we were like we oh, got 45 shit. centimeters we were like, shit. <laughs> so we kind of climb out and I'm like, well, it doesn't look like the bus is working. So we walk over to this little bakery. Well, no, we walked over to the bakery. Didn't realize anything about that. We'll wait for the bus in here. And we never saw a bus. And I asked So them, you asked yeah. her, hey, where's the bus? She goes, this is the most snow we've had in 10 years. Yeah. This is a huge treat for everybody who lives here. She goes, uh, the bus, it's closed. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, yeah, they're not doing the bus today at all. I'm like, oh, they're not doing the trains. She's like, the entire mountain is shut down. And I was like, what, what, oh, what does that, that mean? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine if we would have landed 24 hours late? Okay, I'm not going to Because we couldn't have even gotten yeah. all so the way. So everybody who was supposed to be leaving Zermatt was stuck at the train station. Yeah, the there train was, station, was, it was just a madhouse. Thousands huge, of people. It was huge. It was, I was, oh my God. I'm like, well, thank God we're not leaving today. Yeah, it was ridiculous I hope it gets fixed by tomorrow because that's when we're <laughs> leaving but today's fine fuck all y'all so we then kind of meander around town and finally i'm like you know what? i'm gonna try to ski so i go and i rent skis and i rent boots and that was until that sa- was saturday oh that was saturday yeah right yeah <clears throat> and because i was like can i rent this today but i'll pick it up tomorrow and he says well we don't even open till noon so you'd have to come pick it up at noon and i was like i'm oh, like but i'm not skiing today he says well I, the, you know the mountain is even open today i'm like right so Fine, I'll just Literally, rent it for two days. There was so much snow that they people weren't even skiing. Yeah, they couldn't even ski. They had to shut <laughs> everything down for avalanche control, and all day long, all you heard was the booms of them trying to set off the yeah. avalanches. It was crazy. Yeah, and so we make it through, and the next day, Saturday, Sunday morning, Sunday morning I'm like, okay, you need to go skiing. Get all your shit. Oh no, we got our luggage. Oh, that, yeah, 11, that night. 11 p.m. Saturday night. The guy calls. And says, I'm, I'm coming. I, I'm here. I have your luggage. Where are you? And we're like, we're at the top of the fucking mountain. You're going to have to take a cab. He's like, okay. So we like trek out of our hole. That's our room. And we got all the way up there. I'm in the little church lighting candles for, <laughs> we, need to switch, we need to switch around our lock. Yeah. We need God on our side. <laughs> so the guy shows up. Okay, we might have been three bottles of wine in, and we had just watched uh, Eurovision. Yeah. And so we were a little <laughs> trunky. 
And the guy shows up with the luggage and Lance is hugging the guy and the guy's just like, yeah. I don't know what is happening. I said, you're my new best friend. Thank you so much. <laughs> so now we have all this fucking luggage. All well, I kept calling for you because I figured, oh, we should probably tip him, but I don't have any money. You got all the money and you're still lighting candles. Holly, come here. The guy's trying to leave. He just wants me off of him. And, and I'm, I'm trying to delay him so you can come out and tip him. Oh my God. But it's finally, he just sheds me and he's just like, bye-bye. bye-bye. <laughs> I'm like, i really not trying to touch inappropriately. I'm, I want to give you a tip and I don't need the word. <laughs> so I go out and finally we're like, okay, we have all this luggage. We have to now get this all down into our room. Because our room was literally in a fucking hole. <laughs> you have to go walk down this little little path. And, and at this point, it's been snowing. So not only can you not roll it very easily, it's, it's it, this was you not easy. You can hardly walk. So the next morning, I'm like, you're going to have to go skiing. I'll get all of our shit out of In my room. 1980s retro. He did have all of his stuff. <laughs> and so that was, he looked great. It was fresh snow. It had finally stopped it was, snowing. It was amazing. It was beautiful. And he leaves, and I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get all of this shit out of this hole? Because we had to check out. Yeah, because we had to be checked out by 10. So I was like, I'll just slowly get everything up to the top, and then I'll take a cab down and put it in one of those lockers. It takes me so long to get everything (laughs) out of this hole that Lance was done skiing. (laughs) 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 And To be fair, I... Could have skied more. Uh, my mental capacity was there. My physical ability was not. Well, and they don't have groomed runs, so every no, they groomed the main part. Oh, okay. But then that's the problem is it's too, too groomed because I like hit the moguls and and all that. But because of all this this stuff going on, they kind of funneled everybody into the same area. So you're just all skiing amongst each other, and it's very easy to bump into each other and and. So, not my favorite type of skiing. But it was beautiful. But it was amazing. And you got the fucking Matterhorn right there. Well, that's the thing. So, so cool. We finally got everything down into a locker. And then we went. So, I was able a- to drop my skis off and, and return everything, return the key. And then we have a couple hours. We went up the cog train and got to go and tour the Matterhorn. We got to go see it. And because it was such a beautiful day, it was like out and it's hundred percent glory. Yeah, like they dumped all that snow most in 10 years on Saturday, but yep. by Sunday it was all gone it or was, the, the, the clouds were gone. The snow was there, Yeah, but the, the roads were getting more melting. So yeah. uh, they were scooping everything up. It was very easy to walk around town. It was like night and day different. Of, 24 hours is amazing. Yeah. It, it warmed up and it, it was all just cleared up and done. Yeah. It was weird. And, but it was, I highly recommend visiting. Just be really careful that you don't have preset ideas of what you're going to do because you just don't know what's going to happen up there. So it, m- most of the time when I travel, I always say, if I go someplace I've never been before, that's my learning trip, and the, if I come back, I'll know how to do it better or correctly the next time. Yeah, and so this was a real learning experience. <laughs> I, I think if we were to go back to Zerma, I think we could totally do it correctly with less hassles and less things because now we know how it works. Don't fly into London Heathrow. So, well, that was one thing. Was I think if I was to do it again, I would fly connect in either Chicago or, or JFK. Yeah. And from there, land in, in Zermatt or Zurich, Zurich or Geneva, both Zurich and Geneva are both 
kind of equidistant from from Zermatt. I probably would do Geneva just because it would be uh, we would be on that side of that mountain and could have driven up through Sion and, and things. But even if I was doing Zermatt again or Zurich again, the fact I'm not connecting in Europe, I'm the first time I land in Europe, I'm landing in the the place. I think this is going to be a couple different parts. You think so? Well, because we had a whole experience this. So I apologize if you're okay. looking for dentistry in this one, um, because it was all a whole process to get to IDS. It wasn't. Well, okay. So then on Sunday when we were leaving, um, I knew that we left Sunday and I knew we were checking in Wednesday in, in Cologne. So I knew that we had time in between. Now I did tentatively have uh, a thing on Tuesday in Strasbourg. Yes. So I had the Monday night, Tuesday and checkout for, for Strasbourg. Uh, did I get two nights? Oh yeah. I ended up adding. So, but at the time I only had the one night in Strasbourg set in stone. Everything else was kind of up to, so as we were leaving, I said, well, have you ever been to Liechtenstein before? Do you want to go? Sure. And you're like, I don't I'm care. always game for whatever. So I'm texting my brother. He's been to Liechtenstein. He says, yeah, I, I got a sandwich there. So it's worth it. But there's, I mean, it's, it's a country that's 23 miles long. So there's not a lot there, but it's, it's cool. There's a couple architectural things that would have been cool. And we were going to go. Now it was going to be five hours east but where I needed to go in Strasbourg would be another five hours back and plus the two. It was going to be a long day driving the following day if I had gone to Liechtenstein. And thank God I, my, our GPSs were competing against each other yeah. and confused me enough that I said, fuck it. <laughs> we couldn't I said, it fuck it, we're going to Colmar. And you're like, what the fuck is Colmar? I said, you'll like it. But it was fun because we finally <laughs> got to take the car train. Yeah, so as I was zigzagging, finally, well, we got to the, that tunnel on the other side. And yeah. so we took the train going the opposite direction. Which is... It's, it's, an, it's, it's like, an experience. It's like taking a ferry in Washington State. Except you can't get out of your car. Except for, yeah, you're not allowed to get out of your car. And you have to turn everything off turn so it's dark. The, yeah. So you're sitting it's in the dark. It's 20 minutes of just dark. constant dark. So that's weird. <laughs> that's and you try weird. not to think about the fact you're inside of a mountain... Hope it doesn't collapse yeah, because if of, you're claustrophobic and you are, I, I had to like psych myself. I'm like, it's fine, Holly. Yeah. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. And then all of a sudden it, it, it emerged from the bowels of this mountain. Yeah. And then I'm like, how do we drive off of this thing? And you're I'm like, like well, just follow the car in front of you. Yeah. So Thank they, God we weren't the first car. Yeah, we were the second car. I'm th- if we were the first, I would have made a scene with somebody else going in front of me because I <laughs> nobody could have gone in front I of wouldn't you. know where to go. So luckily, they the paneling on the side drops down, and you just drive to the to the left and yeah, get off the train. Drive off the train, and uh, then you just now you're on the other side of the mountain, driving through the roads, and we just drove up through burn up through Mulhouse, uh, Basel, and then um, end up in Colmar. And so, Colmar, I would go back there and visit there for... Like so you a, had no idea about Colmar. No. I knew of Colmar. It was beautiful. But I'd never been to Colmar. Again, a walking city. Yeah, there was a lot of... <laughs> not as much as the next one, but that city, Colmar, I got on a couple of one-way streets, and luckily it's, it's 10 o'clock at night, and I'm like, fuck it. Uh, finally, so I, I'm a big fan of the Accor Hotel chain. 
And Mercure Hotel is kind of mid-level. I knew it wasn't going to be super, super nice, but I knew the location. It was actually really nice. Usually the ones, they're usually pretty good. So, but I knew it was going to be, I chose the one that was closest to downtown because that would mean we were near where the stuff was. And so we, we check in, we grab a bite. We then the next morning got up, had breakfast and then checked out and immediately parked the car and paid for a couple hours parking to then start walking around this little walkabout city. Yeah. And, um, of course there was construction going on. So even though the, I was trying to get to a certain area, the petite Venice, everything with us is roundabout. Well, the construction blocked it. So I said, well, let's just go this way. Well, we had another Bob Ross moment where we see, I see this cheese, this red cheese in the window. I'm like, Holly, Holly, check this out. Look. And you're like, Ooh. So we go in this cheese shop and this girl, and she educated us on all things, Munster cheese. And we were then obsessed and oh, had to so bring good. some home. <laughs> yeah. We get this Munster cheese. Uh, we try, try a million. The, the best selling one has nettles in it. I didn't know you ate nettles, let alone make cheese out of nettles. Exactly. The things you, the things you learn when you get yeah. out of your comfort Makes zone. Makes little crunchy crystals in the cheese. Yep. And so good. Yeah. Every, it was amazing. But that was a, such a cool little town. It had Little Venice. Little Venice? Mm-hmm. Um, where you could take a boat ride. and a they had, gondola there. They had the locks of love that you could put your d- padlock on the fence. And, I mean, it just was really a cute. We accidentally walked through the high school because we didn't know where we were. And we're like, where are all these kids coming from? Yeah. We're... we're <laughs> We're walking along, and there are all these kids crossing the street. And I'm like, I, why are you, oh, this is, oh, that's the Lise. We're at the school. <laughs> okay. So we walk around a little bit, and then we realize, so I knew that Alsace-Lorraine is the region that we're at. Alsace is, if you've ever had Quiche-Lorraine, it's from Lorraine, Alsace-Lorraine. This is where Quiche, or that Quiche, was made and invented. Um, it's also a very well-known wine, wine region. region. So they have a root de vin. And, um, which just means the road of wine, the wine route. And there's a bunch of cities that if you take the side road, you zigzag amongst them all and they're all just winery wineries. It's like driving through Napa. Yeah. But not as, there's not as much advertising for each. So we had to like, I mean, we rolled up into one winery and we're like. Well, we didn't do that yet. We went to Munster. To check oh, out the cheese. True. We went and got cheese from a farmer. And a fun fact, from noon to two, no one's open. At all. Ever. Ever. So we get to a, finally, we find a sign. We finally find a farm. We get to there and they're closed. I'm like, oh, fuck. So I say, well, let's try to find something. It's almost time. It's almost two o'clock at this point. So I zigzag over to a different farm and they were open well as he buzzed the bell cash and we didn't the have only cash. place that doesn't take credit cards was this one little farm because all the other places we've been to they had their little thing just tap your card here tap tap and then but this one did tap, tap tap she says well there's an atm and about a mile away so we use our gps to go find an atm well the first one we find is closed and then so we finally find a second one it's closed finally i'm like you know i don't even fucking want this cheese anymore and you're like, I 
don't think I do either. And finally, we find an ATM. I'm like, well, we need cash anyway. So we finally get the cash. I'm like, well, it's only a mile away. Let's just go back. We go back, and then they're gone. (laughs) I'm like, where the fuck did they go? They knew we were coming back. We didn't take that long. So we're buzzing and buzzing. Finally, I'm like, you know, I'm going to buzz one last time, and we're just fucking leaving. (laughs) This old man shows up out of nowhere. He's like, like, what do you want? Where the fuck does this old guy come from? Well, we want to. Oh, you wanted the cheese. Yeah. So we got the cheese. Got our cheese. Had it sealed away so we could bring it home. Yeah. And then we went on the wine tour. So we start driving along. We're uh, leaving Colmar. And I knew that if we started from the beginning of the wine route, we were never going to make it to Strasbourg. So we uh, started a little bit north. And we found this one winery. Actually, we got on a roundabout. And as I was driving around, I see the sign. Oh, I passed it. So I did a full-on European vacation. Hey, kids, Big Ben. Circled around this thing and then went to this this winery. And this this place was a little bit more kind of familiar, normal-looking winery. Yeah, it was a family-owned uh, generation. This guy's third generation. He, he spoke English because he had gone to uh, Boston. I don't know. Um, Everybody seemed to go to Boston. Had he been to Seattle too? Was he the one that had no. been to Seattle? Okay. Someone else had been but to Seattle. But it's interesting. So I said, where are your vines? And he goes, all over town. So like, you know, most wineries that you come to in Napa or Washington, they have fields and fields of wine grapes. Mm-hmm. This family, they had like in somebody's front yard. That's where their grapes were. Or right over here next to the grocery store. That's where some grapes were. It was like all over town were where their grapes were. Mm-hmm. So it was just really yeah, interesting. Yeah, this was the uh, Charles Frey yes. winery. And um, we had a great tasting there. So would you say this region is mostly white wine? White wine or. Um, Bubbly? What's it called? My mind just went blank. Um, Rose? No, it's the red one. Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir and white grapes is the most dominant. That You're not really going to have a cab. You're not going to have heavy reds. Yeah, I never found any real big, bold cabs. The, the reddest of, we got was a Pinot Noir. A lot of sparkling. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of multiple different types of whites. And then you, the Pinot... Every, everybody seemed to have a Pinot Noir. Yeah. So we... Got a little there, and then we started meandering through town, and then went uh, uh, kind of up through that. It, it reminded me, I asked you, and if you've ever seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, it felt Which like... I hadn't. felt like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang when all the kids were hiding, and so the, the town is just empty. And so we're going through this little town, and we're like, where is all the people? And then we see a little A-frame sign advertising tasting. And we're like, well, so we park... We start walking towards this A-frame sign, and some some old lady comes out. What do you want? We're like, I saw the sign for the tasting. Ah, uh, yeah. And so she grabs her her son, and so we go down into the kill room. It was all super sketchy. Yeah. So we're in their basement, and it looks like somebody converted their carport basement to have a table for us to to, to pour some wine. And I'm like, this would be an easy kill. <laughs> we're the, gonna die. Sadly, the wines were terrible. Uh huh. But 
they they looked like they were on welfare and they were doing toilet wine to as a hobby. But we felt so bad that we just bought a bunch of wine. Yeah, and then we just left it in every hotel that we went. Yeah, to. we didn't bring it home. Even I, it just we didn't, we didn't bring any home. Yeah, we just left it all. But I felt so and and it, they were like five bucks a bottle, so it wasn't like yeah. we were spending a ton. But I yeah. felt like I was doing them a favor. Yeah, to purchase. And he was nice enough. He was very he was proud. Super nice, and they were proud of their wine. I mean, and I, I, f- I hope they're not listening. Their, gran- their grandfather they, had started it, yeah. as a moonshine kind of, yeah, toilet wine. <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, I always love to just listen to their stories of how they've started. But I just was like, oh my god, yeah. I'm like, we just need to get this wine and get out of here, yeah. And so we get the wine, we get out, we start driving, and we start doing the let's just turn here let's just turn here let's just turn here yeah i'm I'm losing the gps is uh well looks like there's a road here i'm like let's go up here this looks pretty so the next thing we know we're driving through this winery and a guy comes walking out of the field and he's like what are you guys doing at this point we're we're parked because i saw the sign that's right and we're but we're looking for where's the tasting room where's the yeah we there was no real direction and so then he's like can i help you and we're like uh, we were thinking maybe a tasting. He goes, oh, yeah, yeah, come on in here. So it was a real tasting room. Yeah, it actually was a really pretty tasting room. And, and it was, again, another fifth-generation wine. It was, yeah, at least fifth-generation, and everyone in the family works the yeah. winery, which was And what so I we're like, oh, so can you buy your wine like in the grocery store or in restaurants? He goes, no. So where do you sell this? To people. Uh, but, like, Where? Just or just wherever. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is very sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was a big was, hill. So this was a, this was a, a big property. Beautiful property. So this was an estate. This was, you know, and I don't, he didn't, it wasn't like he was hurting. He wasn't like the previous family. Right. This was um, a beautiful estate. Yeah. And... But and again, they proved that you don't have to spend fifty dollars a bottle to have a good bottle of wine. These were like six bucks, seven bucks. Well, not at this place. This place six ninety. No, this this one was like more like eighteen to twenty dollars a bottle. Maybe some for some of them, but the majority that I was looking at, they were all six ninety. All right, I think you're wrong, but all right. I'm not sure I could Google it to prove it because <laughs> I don't think they have a website. <laughs> I just paid the bill, so I kind of have I, more of a all right. Did you take a picture of their menu? Actually, I think I did. Look that one up because I'm fairly certain that it wasn't much more than, than the kill room that we had just come from. Um, Let's see. What day would that have been? That would have been uh, Monday. Okay. I found the... It was Monday afternoon because we checked in in Strasbourg Monday night. Um, 13 to $20. Okay. So we finally, at that point, I'm like, we're never going to get to Strasburg if we don't just Go. keep going. So we, we got to stop. Plus, you know, we don't have a ton of room in the car and their luggage and everything. So we couldn't just do, keep going. So we plug in the GPS to go to Strasbourg. Um, at what point did the, the GPS tell me that I couldn't drive? Was uh, it when we got there or was it? I, well, it gave us that that notification again that, but that you're was, on closed roads. Yeah, but that was once we got to the island. Yeah, but we didn't know because it gave it to us before we got to the island. And we we're like, 
Whoa, what? So, are, 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 so are we gonna- we're going to finish. I think <laughs> you want Strasbourg with Cologne? Yeah. I think okay. that's better. All right. Because we've been taking so much time doing our travel log and zero dental um, advice. Um, no one's listening at this point anyway. So we'll have uh, episode two of our IDS trip. We'll uh, talk about Strasbourg and Cologne. Perfect. So on that note. We'll see for, you then. Uh, I am Lance Timmerman for Holly Timmerman. This is, what are we? Working Interferences. Peace. Love you. When I feel your gentle touch And things are going our way Feel like-